Welcome to Everyday Illumination Podcast. I am Amy Leiter, your host, and today for episode eight, I am here with Serafina Zia-Sana, New Earth Healing Practitioner. And what that means is that she does quantum healing. She is a Reiki master and specializes also in the Akashic Records. And every time I talk to her, she literally has gotten downloads and upgrades to what she is able to offer as a healer and a teacher. I train with her for quantum healing. And really, I'm just excited to expand, you know, our relationship and getting to know each other more. So welcome, Serafina. I am so excited for this conversation. I know you had your recent trip to Egypt and our connection has been more recent. So I'm so excited just to hear about your awakening story, about what's going on in your life. Um, so why don't we jump in? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with welcome, everybody. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so, so much, Amy. Um, so my awakening actually happened in 2018. Um, I kind of knew I wanted something different for my life. I had just um, exited a relationship and was you know, just learning to know who I was. Um, so I spent about a year just kind of sitting with myself, learning how to meditate. And then my girlfriend, who actually was my tarot reader, she said, you need to go and, and take some of this Reiki stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, you're crazy. Like, what the heck is that? And then I dismissed it and she brought it up again. And I'm like, okay, I'll go look for it. And, you know, I was going to take it with my friend and she wanted like a massive amount of money. I'm like, dude, mom here, single mom, two kids, not going to happen. So I literally put, I just put it out there. I'm like, if I'm supposed to take this, give it to me cheap and make it available now. And so I call the place and, you know, they're like, we don't have any spots. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, hold on. We got a spot. Like within 24 hours, I had a spot in the class. It was 50 bucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. Oh my gosh. So I ended up going through that. And that for me, the day before I actually went into the class, I actually was visited by a, uh, a past life self and two guides. And I was really curious. They didn't say anything. They just showed up. The girl had like blonde hair. She was gorgeous. And the two guys were kind of older. Um, they kind of look like Merlin, <laughs> a little bit frumpier. <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> with like robes. And I'm like, you're cool. But they wouldn't answer me. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. When I went to the Reiki class and uh, went through that process, I had my guide step forward. And his name is Kyle. And he stood right in front of my face. And I'm like, cool we got to stand this close and he's like mm -hmm. and I'm like who are you he goes I'm Kyle I'm like great you're hot <laughs> <laughs> so literally the whole class it's like people on tables and he's standing this close I'm like mm, do I look at you or do I look at what's going on with her Cause, like they're drool worthy over there I gotta just tell you like they're hot and so the moment I touched this girl I actually touched her right knee it was kind of like I got like, now that I know what it is, like an instant download of this is how you do this. And I went, cool. This is what's wrong with your knee. Here's how it feels. It feels like crap. And it's like this big. She goes, how did you know that? And I'm like, well, you got hurt. You did this. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so I laid my hands like this, like a sandwich on her knee. And she got up and walked after that. And I'm like, that's cool. And then it just kind of evolved from there. I, there was lessons I needed to learn when I first, like I'm gung ho for anything they tell me to do, but there was things I needed to learn about being able to step in. Like the first person I ever did healing on in my own house, she had a blood disorder and didn't tell me. So 
So I almost threw up on her twice in the middle of our session. It was kind of funny. Oh my gosh. And when I was done, I said to her, I said, what's wrong with you? She goes, oh, I forgot to tell you that I have this. I'm like, fantastic. I'm going to just start asking people what they want me to do on them because I want to know that. So as I evolve, actually, through my healing, like I don't, I can read anybody around the world now. I don't need, I don't need to know anything about you to know what's wrong. And so for me, that was the beginning of the involvement of how easy it was and the remembering of everything that I could do. Um, so I stepped into like uh, Reiki and then Akashic Records, working with my guides to strengthen that connection in there and being able to read, heal and transform past lives um, and then teach it and then becoming the Reiki master and then stepping into quantum. And I'll just share with you how that switch happened, because I have a lot of people who step in who are Reiki masters and. They'll come take quantum from me. I was actually in a tough mutter race and I actually split this muscle right here and you can still, it can feel it. And uh, it took me six weeks to heal it. And I couldn't pick up a water glass. I could barely change my shirt. And after the six weeks, I actually went to the gym and I did it again. I split this and I'm like, this Reiki stuff's not touching it. And so I said, you got to give me something there. And then they gave me the quantum and like instantly it was healed. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. And I never really did the Reiki after that. Um, so for me, everything evolved very quickly and it is evolving even faster now for me. Um, in some of the stuff we do, psychic surgery and stuff like that is very expansive for me. I'm very meticulous and yeah, it's so, so much cool. fun. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I like when I talk to you, when you're live on TikTok, your videos, is that you were really engaged in the learning and the fun and like, you know, hungry for more constantly is what it feels like. And so when you talk about like your shoulder and that muscle and that healing, and you say they just gave it to me, you're talking about like your guides or spiritual team is just downloading these healing processes. And I think I know this, but it's probably good to, to talk about is, um, do you feel like they're from parallel lives or past lives where you've done this before? So it's sort of, it's a remembering and they're also get, like kind of giving you the information. So when we talk about a download, it's like, bing, you're receiving it almost like if you airdrop to, to a device. Yeah. So parallel and Akashic to me is all the same past lives. Now, every lifetime, yeah. it, it's a, I can read all timelines forwards and backwards. So for me, it's kind of, However you want to label it for yourself, you can. So for me, I've been able to step in by doing a lot of readings for people and see their gifts. And I can go back and place mine in the timelines as well. So I'll just pull those gifts into my now and then just use them and see if it resonates. I've pulled friends stuff and I'm like, oh, you have cool magic. I'm going to use this. It'll, it'll step away from me if it's not meant to be mine to be used in this lifetime. Um, so for me, it's, it's just being able to go back and grab that stuff. It all is just a remembering. The downloads for me can come in in segments, so bits and pieces of a story at a time, or as a massive whole. Um, quantum, my new quantum level one was like a download within four hours. I had the entire thing written out and then doing it on people. So for me, it doesn't take long for me to understand the material. And I usually, the moment they give me something new, I go do it. Like I incorporate it into everything I do until I master it. So it doesn't matter if it's DNA or, you know, um, surgery, you know, removing the birth control stuff out of people or tying tubes. For me, I'll just do it till it's perfected. And then it'll work on everybody that I do it in in that sequence. So 
for me, it's it's about a mastery. And I think for all of us, once you get into that headspace of just allowing them to give you that information, your intuition is what's bringing that back to you, right? I'm trusting that this is here. You keep showing me this. Yes, I'm going to use that now. I'm going to trust that now. For me, I don't know any different. Um, I didn't have teachers and mentors at the very beginning who criticized or judged or any of that kind of stuff. So for me, I didn't have anything to really go off of when I first learned this stuff. So I just came forward and just trusted everything they tell me, Um, especially when it comes to working on other people, because I usually try it on myself first until you become that clear vessel. And then we can start putting it outward to other people. And, you know, it's miraculous what kind of happens. And it's all my guides. It's all those versions of ourselves that we need to come in and reteach us, right? So my guide, yeah. Kyle, is just a version of myself. Archangel Michael's just a version of myself when I need that person to come in. So the team that I work with is quite massive. Um, I had 40 before all the Ascended Masters stepped in. So now it's a smaller sardine can that comes in and encompasses this healing with me. And now that I've been to this Palladian ship and um, figured out that, you know, the um, Galactic Council's top um, psychic surgeon, you know, so bringing that forward now to humanity and, and bringing all of this knowledge back to us, you know, for me, you can sit and download the information or I can teach it to you. It doesn't really matter to me. It's the form of having a whole pass to go do it. So, and it is fun. I just look at it as, you know, if I get to slice and dice you day one, okay. <laughs> I love that. So say more, because for some people hearing about psychic surgery, and like what all this means, like, um, I think what I'm getting at is, so if I schedule a session with you and I'm like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, um, I don't know, maybe I have a pain in my ribs or whatever, and I want to resolve that. Right. Um, what would it look like for, for a session? Like, I know everybody else is, everything's going to be unique, but like, can you give me an example of, you know, what that might look like? So people can kind of imagine it. Yeah, yeah. So think of any operation you'd go to the doctor for. Pretty much I'm just doing it without having to slice and dice you open. When I say I'm going to slice and dice you, that's just my way of like going through that motion for myself. I don't have to use my hands, but I tend to do that. I tend to be one with what I'm doing. Um, So let's just say you had a pinched nerve or something that, you know, was causing your back problems. And, you know, we've gone through a little bit of the session, done a little bit of release work around emotions that you're storing in that spot. If it's stuck, I'll just remove it. So basically, I will literally cut you open, like just like a surgeon would if they needed to, and kind of go into that spot and work out all the emotions connected to why that nerve is pinched in there. You know, and everybody will see it in a different way. I just see it as your body system is light. And then we just shift that energy, whether it's, you know, through a scalpel or my hands or whatever it needs to be. So everyone has their own way to do it. I just, I didn't go to medical school in this lifetime. So it's almost just like, it's like a game of operation, (laughs) you know, beautiful. I just look at it as fun. It's all just energy. Right. And it's just the dialogue sometimes helps people release faster than doing any of that kind of stuff. Right. Do I have to do that? I don't. I just, I think it's fun. Well, I can literally just lay my hand on your body and you'll still feel it. Right. So everyone has their own way to do it. Beautiful. And so um, the other thing that I know from having a session with you is that you see everybody, like you just said, you see everyone's Akashic records and lives forwards and backwards, however you want to term it. So um, is it like a movie 
or how how does your clairvoyance and and that respect show up for you? Because I think it's a little bit unique to how some people talk about it. Yeah. So for well, it can show up different ways. It just depends. So again, I don't go into anyone's records that I don't really have permission for. But what'll happen is if we're outside of a call and someone's like, oh, I don't know why this is happening, I'll instantly see a screen in front of me and it'll be a still image and I'll know why. But because I use all my clairs together, it's kind of like a see, sense, no feel experience at all at once. But it'll play out as a movie or a still image or, you know, however it needs to be conveyed to that person. If I'm doing a reading healing with somebody, it's more like a movie that kind of shows me everything in that timeline that's happening. And it doesn't mean there's nothing behind it because I'll still see like, you know, every other lifetime that you've experienced, whatever needs to come forward. But in the relevance to the reading, it'll be that lifetime. And and I'll just share even an example. I had a lady come to me who had a some stuff going on in her frontal lobe of a tumor. And as soon as we dove into her past life, it ended up around her husband. Her husband had pancreatic cancer. They had to cancel trips and stuff that they were going to go on together. And she was quite frustrated because she had to give up that part of her life for him. And so she kind of stated to the universe, you know, her statement was, when is it my turn? And so she ended up with pancreatic cancer and a brain tumor. And so through this, figuring this out in her Akashic records, we were able to find the connection between her husband in a past life being really poor and her being of stature. And so that created conflict. And this is what happened in this life, right? She wanted this beautiful trip and then he couldn't give it to her. So it's very interesting how we will bring these things back into our life. And the timeline, so reading a timeline for me is we have so many possible possibilities that can transpire every second of every day. You know, you make a choice to pick up this or you make a choice to pick up this. Now you've changed timelines. (laughs) So, you know, everything has its place within ourselves. The way I look at the Akashic is you created a contract to come here. So from this moment forward, you can choose the life you have or you can choose to change it. And so that's why I love helping people to to understand that they can do all this for themselves. And, you know, moving forward, it's about understanding the love we have for ourselves and then everybody else. Right. And people Uh don't know how to love themselves. So if we teach you the tools to love yourself, it makes this journey so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even from the time that I just became aware of you on TikTok until now, like I've seen such a shift in and your energy, and obviously, and what you're offering. So let's dive into some of that. Um, From even the ceremony that you did at Mount Shasta, and then I know your recent trip into Egypt, like there's a lot that has shifted and downloads that you're getting about how to offer different healing modalities and, you know, what your 2024 and beyond will look like. So um, tell me a little bit about how that ceremony at Shasta like informed some stuff recently that has come up. Yeah, so I was invited to Shasta to do a plant medicine retreat and facilitate with some healing stuff. So when I went, I asked just a basic question. I didn't know what to expect. So I just kind of went into it with an open mind and an open heart. Well, the first day we did Sassafras, which is a heart opener. That in itself was life changing. Because we go through life understanding love in whatever form we need to. Um, For me, I don't, love wasn't the word we actually used in our household that I ever remembered. Um, So when I did the heart opener, it was very interesting. One of the gentlemen that was there, he is actually a friend of mine. We've had past lives together. I was his wife in a past life. 
and I ended up killing him and I ended up healing that while I was in the sassafras. There was another gentleman there and we had had a past life together. I didn't know this guy from Adam the moment we walked in. I was just giving him some trip, tips and tricks on how to release some energy out of his neck. He had uh, surgery in his esophagus and all this grid stuff. And so as we were doing that, I still didn't know him. And we went into the sassafras. I figured out that he was my husband as well. And he had left after I got pregnant with his son. I had a daughter with him and I was carrying a son when he left. The moment I healed both of those relationships with both those men, my heart literally felt like it exploded. And it just, all this love came forward. And it was almost like you want to cry, but you don't. It's like you want to be happy and cry at the same time of what the fuck just happened. And then like, holy crap, this is evolving. In that moment, I have never felt so much peace and so much love for myself from everything. And so for me, that was a game changer because I went through my life not understanding love. And now I truly do understand love. I feel it in every ounce of everything in my life. When I did the Changa, um, that was a different experience in itself. So you smoke it and then you lay down in this darkness and just allow whatever comes through. I set my intention very straightforward. I just wanted to know what the next level of healing was for myself. And so when I went in, and I'll just give a brief description, but it's kind of like a kaleidoscope of an elevator kind of just moves out of your way as you travel up. And when I made it through this clearing, there was a ball of light with a straight line of energy through it. And I knew without a doubt that that was source coming forward. And that straight line of energy actually went right into my head. And I started to get these downloads of visions and information all at the same time. So I was seeing images and I was seeing how to heal things. I was seeing those two men again in uh, a battle where they needed to be healed. And it was so interesting as I'm in the middle of this and they're downloading the information, I'm yelling at my friend who's behind me. I'm like, you need to sit behind me. And I took my hand like this and I placed it behind my head and I started to heal his back. And I started to feel where his back was out of alignment, where the muscles were out of alignment. And he had an unfortunate accident um, in, in his last few years. So all of a sudden, it all just made sense. And I'm like, show me what this is. And all of a sudden, this lady appeared and her name was Olera. And all of a sudden, my breath changed when I was in this ceremony. So most of us breathe either in our chest, in our lungs, or our gut. Well, I wasn't breathing at all. I was breathing in a different direction. I'm like, am I still alive? <laughs> I'm like, nothing's moving here. And like, yep. you hear about your awareness, right? So I could feel the energy. And I'm like, I'm not breathing. What's going on? They're like, you're okay. And all of a sudden, all this healing modality just made sense in a sense, but not in a sense at the same time. So, you know, I got all these downloads from Atlantis, which is where this healing is from. And when I came out, I had even more love. But the interesting thing was they started to activate people based on their connection back to source. So I have these activation codes that I can do on people's chest to help them remember their connection to the source, Mm -hmm. the one that gives you everything. So when I came out of that healing, I started doing it on people and I did it on my friend first, the one who was sitting behind me. And I did the activation and I placed my hand on his chest and he almost fell over. He goes, my legs feel like they're all wild, but I'm going to fall down. I'm like, you're not, I got you. And it was so interesting 
just to be able to feel that energy through him. And I said, you need to turn around. And when he turned around, again, all these downloads, they're like, just start moving. And I was moving my hands on his back. And all of a sudden, I could feel the exact spot that contorted when he fell. And I started healing. And I said, how does your back feel? He goes, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's amazing. And this coming from a man who was ready to commit suicide because he was in so much pain. And I'm just like, he was like, I have no more pain. I'm like, okay. And then the other gentleman, he had hurt his neck. And I started doing healing on his back. And he goes, I have no more pain. I'm like, what? He goes, I have no more pain. And what came forward after that was this gentleman, this other gentleman was actually a healer partner in Atlantis. So we both had matching tattoos, not intimate or anything, just healers who connect. Mm -hmm. But he had the same tattoo. And I'm like, you know this. And he's like, I feel like I do. And so we went for a walk the next day. And I'm like, can you breathe like this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you pull? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how does this feel? He goes, holy shit. And I'm like, how does this feel? He goes, oh, my gosh. And he started to remember. And so sometimes when I do group healings, he'll come in not consciously aware until the healing is over. Like he came into a healing I was doing on a lady's heart. He's like, I just had a vision that I was working on a lady's heart. I'm like, you were in my session. Like, so we're so interconnected in so many ways that it's just amplified this healing. A lot of people have experienced it and now they want the healing. They want to come in and learn how to do it. And it will be offered at some point, but I'm still it's amazing yeah like I'm still figuring it out like what's happening (laughs) not figuring out just keep the remembering like keep bringing me more that goes with this to share it because I'm one that I need to perfect it in order to teach it because I want to be able to bring it to my students and if they have trouble I know how to help them out of it this is why some of the processing takes a little bit of time it's like I if I just gave it to you and, and I didn't know what I was doing how are you going to know how to get yourself out of something that you feel you messed up on? So for me, that's kind of my process. Even some of the new stuff that I have coming in off this, this book that I wrote, uh, it's literally like, really, I can do that. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. And I'll watch the person heal or I'll watch something shift. And like, even just in the last session, I saw two marks across a girl's butt. And I'm like, who got whipped by the belt? And the girl Mm -hmm. raised her hand. I was like, like I literally saw her being whipped as a child and I went, no. And we started to heal then. Another lady hasn't been out of bed in years, started doing healing. I'm like, you now have strength. And I said, lift your legs. She left it off. She's like, I can lift my legs. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And then I start to get excited. So I'm like, let's keep practicing this so we can teach people how quick it is. So beautiful. And really like this is new earth creation, right? This is case by case and really not only showing people what's possible but then giving the ability to people to remember that they already know how to do this yeah I love it yeah I love it yeah and I took quantum one and I know I was attuned to Reiki too and I just kept feeling like that wasn't the path I was supposed to go on and so I had my retreat and I was sitting in the hotel room taking quantum one And it was hilarious because my very first Akashic Record reading, not with you, with someone else, they were like, say hi to your teacher when, when you meet them and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, kind of like, okay, because it was, 
it was during the pandemic and I've only been in this space of like all the wonder and beauty for just a few years as well. Um, and so there's a lot of things that have just been mental notes that now are coming to fruition right now. And so we were in the middle of that training. You're like, I think I was your teacher. And I was like, yes, I believe that's true. And you're like, maybe Arcturus. And I was like, a hundred percent. Yes. And so it's just so cool how everything is revealed at just the right moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll know when you're ready to step because you'll get this push. Like, I need to know more. I have a lot of students who come in and go, I've been waiting for you to do this just Mm -hmm. so that I can take it. I hear that all the time. And then when they step in, they're like, oh my gosh, like you just gave me a life-changing thing, you know? And it's, I hear it a lot and it's, you know what, you already know this, but let me just give it to you quicker because I did all the work behind it. So you don't have to. And, you know, there's some stigmatism around that. Oh, we should sit and do the work. I don't know about you, but I took the whole path and said, go teach me some Akashic. I need you give me this. I don't have, I don't want to sit there for hours on end. Now I do. <laughs> but again, it still comes in in pieces if I need it to instead of a big download, because that means patience, work through this, understand mm. it. Not everybody needs to do that. Once we have the information, Bob's your uncle, go use it. The more people we help now, the better. Yeah. And I think that there's, it's really big in the energetics and even the last 48 hours that um, for people to really trust their intuition and not be worried about if they're right, you know, or like checking or being unsure that I think so many of us have been in the work long enough that it's time not to be healing forever or questioning forever but to get into the actual experience of the doing and the kinesthetic process of saying like, oh, I feel like when I do sessions with people that the Akashic Records is coming through, then just trust that, you know? And if you want to learn more about the Akashic Records, then go get that training or ask your guides or spirit team or higher self to to show you. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm being really guided in a way that's sort of supportive to that. And what I'm being shown is moving into the Claire's more and helping people to understand their everyday intuitive gifts that are happening, like while you're washing the dishes or, you know, putting your child to bed, that different things are happening that we're kind of second guessing or thinking it's our imagination. But from what I understand personally, and even with you with quantum, I think that's what it opened for me is that your imagination is your intuition and it is the way of manifestation in the frequencies that we're stepping into. Yeah, I teach I teach all of that. Like that's that's spiritual development, right? Knowing the basics so that you can start to understand who you are and how you put forward that information. You know, in in some of the spiritual development stuff that I've taught over the last couple of years is people will separate their clairs and not figure out why they can't see, sense, know, feel or whatever that is. When you start to bring it in nice and tight, there's less doubt, right? And you can look at your intuition as a gut feeling, right? Or you can look at it as the daydream. The daydream can show you just as much as that gut feeling. Oh, I need to do this instead of that. Yes, pay attention to that. If you get a strong no to go to the grocery store that day, don't go. It's trusting that that's for a reason. You know, even even if your kids highlight that for you, I had a friend, same thing. Her son said, don't go that way, car accident. I'm like, it's okay to allow him to use his intuition. You have to decide if you want to go with that or not and trust your intuition. So, you know, when you get that strong connection to your guides, and a lot a lot of people will say, I don't connect to my guides. When's the last time you gave yourself permission just to sit still for five minutes to connect to them, right? And I think that's the biggest thing with spiritual development is 
give yourself a moment to just sit with yourself, right? And just ask those beings to come in and say, please support me. I just want to, I want to get to know you. You know, everyone talks about this frequency of the radio station and the dial, the old style with the little knob and the little line. Mm-hmm. Remember, you have to tune your radio station frequency into the guide. The guides can only come down so far to meet you. So if you're really far off and you're hearing that massive ringing in your ears, up level yourself into that frequency. As soon as you hear the ring, I hear you. What is it you'd like to tell me? Now you're in their frequency. You're trying to get into that level yeah. component with them to hear what they're saying. But trusting your gut is massive, massive, massive. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things like my strongest sense is, is claircognizance. So it's knowing. And so you have to clear a lot to get to the point to trust that in some ways. But I think it's perfect what you're saying, because then I realize there's information coming through and in like song lyrics, there's information or sometimes I would hear a song before it ever played. Or I would wake up with it in my head and then I know I'm either supposed to play it on a live or listen to the lyrics or it has a frequency. So it's just trusting that step and that more will be revealed. And, you know, sometimes I'll have, for me, if it's more mediumship with spirits, it's like a smell will come through. So a lot of it, if you're not in fear, it's exciting and fun and you know that you're protected and those clairs start to come together. So now I sometimes hear, feel, know, and then I see a picture. It's like created through it. So everyone's is going to be unique. So I think that that is the really important thing because I think, you know, in 3D, especially, um, you know, Western culture, the proof is always ele- has always been elevated, right? So a lot of people know about clairvoyance and that they're not, one is not better than another, one is just a little bit easier to believe and access because you're shown like a picture or a movie or whatever. And I think so many people think they don't have it because they want it to be like that tangible or that proof. Well, the interesting thing with that is if this is the clairvoyant, all of these are seeing as well, you're dismissing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're dismissing that. I heard he has a brown shirt on. Still Still a seeing you're seeing that he has a brown shirt. The knowing, yeah. oh, I know that he has curly hair, you know, oh, I can hear the telepathy or I can feel it in my body that he's overweight, right? So being being able to step into it, the word empath as well, remember that that's just part of your clairs. Clairsentient is the ability to heal or to feel. And if I can feel you, I can also give it back to you. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. being able to disconnect from that as well as bring it in, right? You go to a hotel room and you're like, oh, I feel like crap. Well, you're just taking on somebody else's energy clear that before you even step into it disconnect yeah. when we walk down the sidewalk and you feel other people's stuff your family members are you know projecting onto you i disconnect that's not my story right so it's learning and this is why i love teaching it i'm teaching people how to harness their own clairs and give back everything else you know i have 30 students right now going through a spiritual development class with me and every single one of them doesn't chase the answer they don't reach they don't fish and they are spot on and it's just so beautiful to watch. And, and you'll get to this or you might be there already. When, when I give you that nugget of information and you take it and you use it and then they have success, it's, watching them light up and glow is massive. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, I did the light language or I did, the, I did this and it, oh my gosh, look what happened. I'm like, I support you, honey. I can see you are so excited and I can see you emanating that love. And to me, that's fulfillment, you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Well, I, I think the same that thing. that's like 
and that's like the like everyone doesn't have a collective mission everybody isn't meant to teach but I feel it so strongly within you and I think that that's the way that you look at life and that approach is what resonated with me and that's even more so why I was like yeah I think you probably were my teacher in a in a past life parallel life because that's how I come to life is that we're not separate from abundance. We're not separate from the information. And if we start sitting in a circle more than working about like working on a hierarchy or like someone has to be above, it's just really, oh, you have knowledge in this area that I don't have yet. And so like, let's connect and figure that out. And so as we, you know, collapse timelines, heal inner children, then we stop acting like source as our parent or our guides are in that hierarchy or like a teacher we meet then we all get to be in this together and just know we're becoming more conscious and that can happen in one second or five years. Yeah. If I can give you anything, advice, knowledge, wisdom, stop putting people on pedestals. The moment you put someone on a pedestal, you've claimed them bigger than you and nobody is. We walk side by side. And every time I do a meditation or every time I invite somebody into a live or whatever, we walk side by side. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care what nationality you are. You are more than welcome to join my tribe because there is no conditions attached. Be who you are. I have scientists who come on my lives and we sit there and we'll, we'll talk back and forth. And I literally just tell my mom, don't, don't kick him out of the group. He brings valid points of his own perspective to the table around quantum. If we kick everybody out who's got an opinion on that and they're not being rude or disrespectful, why don't we hear them out? Right. And it's interesting because he'll bring it forward in the scientific sense of quantum, but also like understanding physics. And I'm like, oh, I understand physics. I understand how the energy needs to evolve and move and shift. And I know that it can be now. And then I'll bring it over to him as well. And I'll be like, oh, and you have hip issues and you have back issues. Forget. He already knows. He knows I can tap into that space and time where there's no separation between us. So it brings both sides to the table. Right. But if you allow your guides to give you the information, you can learn anything and anything you want right now of any subject, any anything. Right. Yeah. I went from being a carpenter and a cake baker and a daycare and a PI and all this other stuff into this. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, here's this and here's this and here's this. And it's so interesting to be able to give people that message that you can do this. Right. Because so many of us are brought up to know that we can't do it. Right. But if I tell you, you can, you can better believe you can. Yeah. If I don't see you not doing it. Right. It's you who has that limitation. So that's why I love the style of teaching that I do. I love being able to encourage people to come in and try their best. And, you know, I'm always there for my students. So, yeah, it's just you have to take the leap of faith. Yeah. I love that you're a PI. That's amazing. (laughs) It makes so much sense. It serves me well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, that's the thing is being curious to me is the only thing that you have to have. And then understanding that you're there is no unworthiness. So if you're curious, then you can find all sorts of things. And I'm so excited about this time that we're entering because it's just like we all get to like play in the kitchen a little bit and like see what's possible and explore our gifts instead of being like, okay, we're going to be healing forever. Everything's painful. Now it's like we can grow and change and learn. So it's evolution over healing to me. Um, And I think that there's just this invitation to be in community 
and to start being in person more and more. I think especially this will be spring, summer of next year. There's going to be a lot of people just diving into what I'm hearing is like the our ripple effects will start overlapping. So whether it's retreats or gatherings or whatever it is, that it's going to be really exciting to just start to get to connect people after they've remembered more of who they are. Yeah. So what they showed me before I went to Egypt was that, well, actually, even before that, maybe Sedona, they showed me like a a bunch of new people coming forward. And it's kind of like they're going to start giving the lifelines or these tethers to other people who have been waiting to to be able to elevate upward. And I already see it. I see it with people who are in my TikToks and on my in my group settings with like soul school and stuff. It's as you rise, they're being propelled to you right? I don't need to attach on to you. You're just going to come. And I'm seeing it more and more. People are curious. They're like, what's that? I need that. I want to be involved in that. Or they'll see it as a structure coming forward that says, when I have these tools, I'll understand it a little bit differently for myself. And that's all it is. I'm giving you the tools to be able to understand Mm -hmm. how this works for you because everyone is different in how they evolve. But you know, there's, there's so many people waking up to wanting a better life and I know exactly what that feels like right when you are a single parent you just leave a relationship your main focus is your kids but I can tell you from my own experience and you'll come into this if you're not there yet everything has to do with you first when you make your kids that priority you actually lose focus of who you are you are a female you're a male whoever you are make the focus you first show your kids how strong you can be for you and watch how they shift and change That's what I noticed the biggest component with my kids was when I made me first and stopped listening to everybody else telling me my kids had to come first. That was the biggest shift in momentum in my entire life with my kids and being able to move this journey forward. Because once that happened, everything else kind of fell into alignment and fell into place. And that's exactly what's happening now. It's coming into alignment and coming into place of what the purpose is here to help humanity. We just have to take that lead for us first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like is really in the energetics right now. Um, Just this week, I had a few clients that were like, why am I not living every day of my life and the spiritual magic? Like when I'm driving the car, when I'm doing dishes, when I'm helping with homework, like, why am I not? And so it's like, it's popping and I feel it. And it's like something that we've been saying, I think, but now people are like, it's accessible. So um, one of the things that, that I think you're speaking to as well is you know, also, once you learn to do it, everyone in your ripple, it expands their ability to do it. So it's like, we're expanding the field of like, you know, the um, critical mass is what I'm thinking of that when a certain amount of people can access that frequency or that healing technique or whatever it is, then all of a sudden, it just expands kind of like wildfire. And so I think that that's what you're a big part of. Oh, massive, massively. Yeah, just showing we're not shown how to love we're not shown what that feels like and and I'll be the first one I didn't under I knew what love felt like I didn't know that much love when I felt that love explode I'm like I need to show people I need to show people how to connect to that because it is like nothing I've ever felt and that just started like catalyst after catalyst I did a breath work meditation I'm a baby in a crib and mind you I only remember up till probably age just before age two and um, I saw myself laying in a crib and I saw this face of a man. I'm like, that's source. I can recognize that. And I placed my hand on his cheek and I went, 
excuse me? I'm like, did that really happen? And they're like, very much so. I'm like, when I was a baby in this life, they're like, absolutely. Bald my eyes out. Right. But I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. Again, so much love and understanding and, and even being able to bring forward new energy as well through that and showing people how easy it is to obtain that. And it's just doing a little bit of inner work, stopping the mirroring, right? What I put out has to come back. Well, that is a true thing. <laughs> Anybody can sabotage themselves. It's learning to stop that. And that's mm -hmm. what's coming forward is being able to show Beautiful. people how to stop those programs. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember, so I had a session with you not long after the training because I was like trying to schedule it for the next day. And I was like, that's silly. I can't believe that I just did that. Um, I can't handle more energy uh, <laughs> because I was like high during the quantum one training just for everyone that I'm sending to you to take it. It's like was the best feeling ever because I mean, we're all sitting and talking and practicing for three hours. So, I mean, I was like beaming that whole day, but even especially after I did the session with you, you know, I went in with just like, let's just see what's revealed. I didn't have a specific thing. And what was revealed is that we were going to work on like kind of where my heart was blocked or where I was protecting myself. And everything that came up was every past relationship I had in other lives where it wasn't good or where I was hurt or like to understand that like there was a reason that my heart was being guarded or I was showing up that way in the world. And the next day it was like times 10 of what happened at the training. Cause I was like making food, I was watching lives and it just like overflowing with unconditional love. Like probably not at the extent of what happened during on plant medicine for you, but like, it was like to a level where I was like anyone I could think of that I ever had a conflict with or anything you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I love them so much. And I was like saying it out loud and like singing. So it's like, this is what we're, we're moving towards accessing on a regular basis in our lives. Like right now we get that up and down, like the peaks and valleys a little bit more, because I feel like once you expand and get some of the wisdom and knowledge or you're exposed to it, then you're shown this is in the way, or this is what you have to learn to work with. And so a lot of people will say like, I was great yesterday. And then I was like bawling today. And it's like, well, yeah, as long as you ride it like a roller coaster, like you can't get off a roller coaster in the middle, you know, you have to ride out the whole ride. So you can do it with your hands up or you can grip, you know, the bar and be terrified. And I choose hands up, you know, it's like, yeah. let's experience all the beauty. Yeah, I reference that with a lot of my coaching clients too, is they have to be able to come down. You have to be able to come down to that lowest point because here's where you store things, right? If we're just touching the surface of everything, we're really not covering much. We're like, okay, we'll cover up with a band-aid before we'll deal with it. And then the next, and you never deal with it. So we're able to come down here and then climb back up. Even though that climb can take you a couple of days, it's learning to get to the blip, you know, where these small things or monumentous things happen, it's done instantly. We're stopping that roller coaster effect because it's no longer needed. We don't need to sit and analyze and do shadow work to the deepest depths of everything every day that we're not living our life. The universe will gladly show you what you need to work on one step at a time. Something I used after my first trip to Egypt, as soon as I got home, oh, actually, before I even left, I said, just show me what I need to clear while I'm here. Six weeks later, I had finished clearing everything I needed to clear on Giza and Egypt and Cairo, mm -hmm. and I felt liberated. Even though it took me six weeks, I cleared so much in the six weeks. 
So if you feel like you're up for a challenge, please feel free to use those words, but you will be doing the work that is related to it, right? Don't expect it to be unicorns and sunshine, right? (laughs) You're going to be able to uncover everything in your way, but you get to go through and clear it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Egypt, because I've been waiting for this part of the conversation for sure. Um, So I know you just went to Egypt and this was your second trip. And um, so tell us a little bit about what it was like and sort of what you learned, because I definitely came to the Egypt meditation that you did for the Queen Queen and King's Chamber. And it sounds like there's a lot of magic that you had, but it's also the ripple effect is happening from that as well, because you share. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, in one of the plant medicines I did before I went, I actually came into a little bit more of my divine magic. I work with Mary Magdalene's um, divine covenant of magic. So when I went in and did that plant medicine, they actually showed me how to set up places and grid them up really, really softly so that anybody who came in with the retreat would be surrounded in just this beautiful light. And it's almost as though because they are very strict in um, Cairo and Giza, going into those those places, they don't allow photos and, you know, they don't allow certain things. So I had it all grid up and we got access to everything we asked for. So we got to go in the queen's chamber, which again, it's just four walls, a ceiling and a floor. Um, but for me, I just sat down and released whatever souls needed to come out. Still, there was a lot of dense energy under my feet. And I just sat down and placed my hands and I could feel the energy rising through the room. Um, one of the other girls who was at the retreat, she did this beautiful singing. If I can get a hold of the recording, I definitely want to post it out for her. Just so angelic. And it just bounces off the walls. So it's so in harmony with everything. You know, it was it was a great experience to be able to release that. Other than that, I didn't really feel anything in there. Um, other people had their own experiences with like ohm and just being able to be in that presence. The king's chamber is, again, four walls, ceiling, and a floor. There's some hieroglyphic still left on the wall. Um, There's a sarcophagus at the far end. Um, It has no lid. It's just an open box. And there are some symbols around it, um, the alpha and omega symbols on there. And so we were laying in there, and I saw myself removing, like, swords of energy out of people. Um, We all endure so much heavy energy from Giza. You know, a lot of people go there, and they're like, yeah, that was great. It is so dense there. The energy is so dense that we can't help but release the past lives we've had there. So I was releasing through light language with Olera. She does an, a, an emotional release through the cellular structure of everything inside of our bodies. So I was doing that for each individual person, moving these swords of light um, and then allowing them just to come out feeling lighter about the whole experience. That was amazing. Um, everyone got to experience that, which I had seen. When I went in, I was pulling the hieroglyphics from lower down in the pyramids and then creating energy activations for everybody and then clearing it through the pyramid as well. So that was really cool to be able to experience that. I didn't need anything from there, so I didn't really give it to myself. I gave it all to everybody else and then the pyramid. By the time we left, I I was like, this is a completely different space. So for me, that was my job for myself to go there is to help everyone clear that dense energy. As we moved forward, though, here's where things start to get really cool. So we went to um, Oswan, um, our second last day there. Now, Oswan is where Cleopatra would have moved through. Isis's temple is there. And the interesting thing is the girl that was um, hosting the trip with me, she asked me if I was picking up anything in Oswan from Cleopatra III, who I was in a past life. 
And I said, interesting enough, I said that this, everybody had a courtyard back then where they would hold ceremonies and anointings and stuff like that. I said, it's over there on the other side of this river in Nile, whatever you want to call it in Aslan. And I said, but it's, it's not there anymore. I said, but that's where her place would be where she would hold these ceremonies. And when we were there on the water, I had remembered a hypnosis session that I did. And I remember being in Isis's courtyard and it had all of these archways and it was kind of rounded, curved. There was kind of like a platform here and she was standing there and she was going to um, do something not kind to this young girl because she had made a mistake. And so I was given some tools back then to see things and I helped her to kind of structure and heal that for herself. That's the only thing that was there that was curved was Isis's temple had one archway there and this building that they had built beside it was all square. And I'm like, that's not even legit. Everything that I saw of this, her temple was all curvature and you could see the archways. You can see where they chipped away the hieroglyphics because they didn't want anyone to see the story. That was the other thing I was able to do when I was there is see the hieroglyphics as the story and be able to convey what it meant. And it was, it blew my mind because I'm like, what? Okay. So yeah. as we traveled through these places, I got to see different things. Um, when we were in Luxor, we were in this beautiful house on the beach and we did a baptismal in the, in the Red Sea with anybody who wanted to come. And so Jesus was there. Um, St. Germain was there, and then Paul the Baptist was there. And oh, wow. um, when I went and stood there, it's like you could feel their presence of energy just off to the side. And they looked at me and they're like, are they here? I'm like, oh, they're here. And all of a sudden, everything was encompassed in this white light. And then we were doing that. I wasn't doing the baptism. I will not claim to, to do that. They were doing it. I just had to hold their bellies down so that they wouldn't float. And <laughs> we were just giggling. But they were, they would go in with like solemnness, almost like they knew what was coming. And it's like, I think you get to this point where like, you're trying to decipher, like, what do I want to get rid of as you're doing this baptismal? No word of a lie. Like they would come out giggling and laughing and smiles on their faces, like rejuvenated. And I just sat there and went, holy crap. And the one girl's like, can I go again? I'm like, you can go as many times as you want to. <laughs> And this overwhelming love just encased us all. And it was just so beautiful to witness them all go through it. There was no pictures. It was just us. Um, and then I went at the end and I was just like overcome with so much emotion that it was like, here's my, here's this opportunity to have all this energy present people that you've worked with so many times before in spirit, be here to support us in this. And their hands were on them, giving them the baptism. I just sat there and went, okay, I'm ready. Like you have this un, uh, it's hard to even describe this piece of surrender that is like so beyond. And it's so interesting just reflecting back to that. The other day I was driving my car and I just sat there and went, what if I just let go of everything? What if I just let go? And everything started to shift in my reality so much so that I'm like, did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> so as we go through that surrender process, so much stuff just opens up. You know, we had a beautiful time going to different um, monuments. We went to the museum there. That was a beautiful experience in itself. You know, downstairs, there was a display of all these Ramses mummified bodies. And if you don't know the Ramses, like you can go look up the dynasty of them. Fantastic people. 
but it was so interesting. I went through it the first time and I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then I started running my hands over top of the, they're like glass coffins basically with thermometers in it as a show. And I started running my hands on it. I'm like, there's no energy. There's, there's nothing in there. And then I would look and I'm like, oh, well, that's not a schedule system. That looks like styrofoam. <laughs> and those look like pieces of strands of rope that you've punctured into their brain. And I just sat there and went, okay, so show me the truth of this. And so I would walk around each one. There's many in there. And I'm like, show me this. And so if I could feel the energy on through the, this case, I would say, show me what they died of. And all of a sudden I'd be like, <laughs> and I feel it in my chest or a slit throat or whatever. And I'm like, okay. The interesting thing about this is the second time we went around and I was doing that same thing with a couple other people that were there, everybody started to follow what I was doing. And they were asking me, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you can feel the energy through the glass of what's in there. So if there is no energy, that means it's untrue, right? Because you will feel energy right. off of yeah. bricks and stuff. And so people were starting to do this. And it was so interesting to watch them be curious because no one's given them that permission before, right? There's guards down there. They watch you like a hawk. You know, they don't want you loitering or praying, nothing. So, you know, the kids would come up and go like this and they would take their hand away. I'm like, no, 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 put it back. Put your hand back, feel it. And so they would. And my guys are like, it's a teaching. They need to see you teach it. They need to know that it's okay to do this and question it. It's okay to read it and not believe it. It's okay to go through all this stuff. And so the one thing that sticks out the most to me is there was a lady standing here with her husband right beside each other and their daughter was beside her. The husband actually grabbed her arm and tried to pull her away and she shook him off and said no. They wanted to be able to feel that energy and I was just like, you go girl. <laughs> yeah. So I look at it as though, you know, I can go experience it for myself, but what, it, what needs to be told to these people that they can start to understand that they hold this power or this knowing to feel, right? So when we start to put that forward, it starts to show you on different aspects, even by Saqqara, same thing. You knock on a stone, it shouldn't sound hollow. <laughs> there shouldn't be rebar sticking out of things that are X amount of years old. Right. Mm -hmm. They didn't have rebar back yeah. then. But yet, if you look, if you look past the illusion, you will start to see the illusion. Yeah, right? you'll see the illusion right in your face. And you see the corruption of, you know, the police and these different things. So it's how you navigate uncovering those illusions for yourself. And remember, not everything you see outside your window is truth. Not everything you've been told is truth. So it's easy to ask for those truths and they will be shown. That knowledge and wisdom already comes from in you. But if you allow the universe to show you what that is for you, you will uncover so much, so much. I have asked over and over again, show me what this means. Show me the truth of Jesus. Show me. And it all shows up exactly. mRNA, DNA, you name it. We can ask for that to be shown and it will be shown. It's you trusting. Yeah, trusting and knowing that you are already worthy of the answer. I think is is what comes up so often is that um we're I think just we've had so much conditioning around like people being special and what's possible and it's like this is the time of like the playing field being completely equalized 
because I know even that's reminding me of before I did the quantum training and went to the retreat, all of a sudden I was guided to watch that show, The Chosen. And I watched like all three seasons in like five minutes, it felt like. And I wasn't watching to understand the story because loosely I know the story, right, from early religion in my life. But it was like what I was being shown is, is like, even though it was an actor, I was being connected to what was happening for Jesus in the process. So if he was healing a blind woman, yes, he was maybe placing his hand somewhere or whatever, but it was like her belief and his intention, right? That was directing energy for the healing. It wasn't so much like, yes, of course, there was a reason he was the person that was doing it all. But it's like he was showing us the way and now we are the Christ consciousness. We are stepping forward in sort of his path or whatever path you're following to say like, oh, yes, this is possible for all of us. Like we can heal ourselves. We can heal each other. We can heal the planet. And the timelines can shift drastically. Yes, I I, I've watched the Chosen series, too, and it helped me manifest like a massive beautiful thing in my driveway <laughs> so it's <laughs> under I manifested a truck just so you guys just from watching the chosen so the one thing about the chosen that's very interesting is when I was um about 14 years old uh, my mom passed away when I was 15 but when I was 14 I saw a vision of this girl touching that tassel and when I saw I've never watched any of that stuff no movie that's ever come out when I saw that I just sat there and went oh what I saw that when I was 14 years old. Yeah. I saw that. And so for me, not being religious, don't have a religious background. I went to Sunday school a couple of times, but you know, it gives a whole new meaning when you just step in to understand that you are the Christ, you are the consciousness. And the way I see it is if, if you were to stand in front of whomever you deem worthy of you standing in front of at the end of the day, would you say that you're worthy of that? Right. It takes a lot to show us that if we lie, we're liars. Doesn't matter what form of a lie it is. You know, if we steal, we're we're thieves. So you're just stealing it away from yourself when you do those things. So in essence, this journey is about pulling this back to you and rectifying your truth through you. And it's it's not easy to address some of the things. And it's not easy to have to forgive people outside of yourself. I've, I've endured my own uh, things in my life. I don't want to call them traumas because I had to go through that experience. And I understand that for myself. You might see it a different way. But I know in my heart, by forgiving those people who did those things to me, I am far better off. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they do because they're not sitting there worried that they're dirty and that this happened to them. They don't care. I know what it means to me to forgive myself for allowing that to happen. And I know how much I've healed just by letting that be healed for me. So we can go through it in any way we need to experience it, feel it, the surrender, whatever. Just know that everything is possible to heal. Yeah. Everything. Yes. Well, and I think that that was the most interesting thing, obviously, um, you know, we've been talking about how everyone has these abilities, everyone can step into this, that like the Christ actually just means enlightened or, you know, ascending in in essence. So you have this aspect of that even being true. It's not only Jesus that can experience, it's like meant for everyone. That's why we're talking about Christ consciousness is that 
you know, we're not ascending necessarily to a different place. To me, it's like our higher self is coming as close as it can get to us or our guides. And then we're having to raise our vibration. So it's like a descending and an ascending at the same time to the space of just being in our own power and understanding to work with our own energy. 100%. Everything that you've endured, you chose to come here with doesn't mean you can't stop it. So Mm -hmm. if you're, it's becoming Christ-like, right? What does that mean to embody the Christ? And if you're whatever religion you are, it's irrelevant. What does it feel like to be Christ-like, to embody the essence of Christ? Live fulfilled, knowing to take a break, right? In the chosen. He let, I'm going to meditate and off he goes. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> right? It's knowing, it's knowing yourself. Know thyself. Love thyself. Right? Nothing should come before you. Become the energy of what you want to create for yourself. And as you move forward, all those things evolve in this consciousness of understanding that we don't have to carry anything we don't want to do, even though you agreed. So I love sharing this too. Like when we, when we agree to this contract, which is very much like this big, you know, on line 27, it could say you're born to the shittiest people in the world. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep blaming them for being the shittiest parents in the world and not giving you this and abandoning you? Are you going to forgive them and move on and go, you know what? My parents were pretty cool. Thanks for giving birth to me and providing the sperm and the egg. And I'm so grateful for the life I have now. Because, you know, I've listened to people complain about their parents or their step parents. And everyone's got their own story. You complain all you want. You know, we're, we're not always dealt the beautiful silver spoon or this beautiful loving family. Most of us feel abandoned or unloved. But you have to remember there's people in this world who have nothing. And think about it in a different perspective. Maybe you have everything and they have nothing. But when you actually look back on it, did you have everything? Because I I would say I had a great childhood. And then I look back on it and go, I was poor as snot. And then I look back on it again and I go, you know what? I had everything I needed. I had a roof and food and I got to learn math at a young age to buy cereal. So it's your perspective lens of how you want to show up for that in your life but it's what you make of it I had to forgive my parents my dad left when I was two he remarried another woman and had two kids I was bitter he wasn't there to walk me down the aisle when I got married he wasn't Mm -hmm. there when both my kids were born he missed out because he had two other children and a wife do you know what I'm so grateful I'm so grateful that he got that experience and I love him so if you're watching this I love you and nothing would change that I love your children. I love your wife. Most of all, I love myself for you creating me. Because without your sperm, I wouldn't be here. And without my mom's egg, I wouldn't be here. And God had a bigger purpose for me than you sticking around to be my dad. And I'm so grateful. And I think that, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. Because I think it illustrates a, a part of the healing process that we go through is like kind of making a bit of peace with that, whether it's forgiveness, peace, acceptance. And then it's sort of like, you can't get if line 27 is that, you know, I had the shittiest parents. It's like, you can't get to line 80 or wherever else in the contract until you move through that. And I know, I think there's a final piece of like a contract that I have with my family or my mom that raised me that's coming. And what I'm being asked to examine is, Sometimes we think there's two ways that could happen, this or this. And actually what it's being expanded to is like, this is what needs to be accomplished. 
there's a million ways that you can choose to manifest that. And so looking at what is the fear around the two options that seem most obvious. And then as the fear moves out of the way, you get a lot of freedom and that's where your free will comes in. So it's like your contract might just have, you know, uh, like a frequency or an experience you're meant to have, how that happens. You know, like a lot of people say like, oh, I meant like maybe if healing yourself was part of it. So, I mean, you could hurt your back in a car accident. You could trip and fall and skin your knee. Maybe you learn the same lesson more quickly in one than the other, but the perfect experience is what's going to happen. And the second is, is that, you know, they're all aspects of ourselves. So the universe is God source is not doing it to you. It's like sort of like your higher self or your guides or however you imagine it or serving it up so you can move through the lesson and only repeats itself if you haven't learned it. So I think all of that is beautiful. Yep. Most of the stuff will reinvent itself. So if you had a parent who abandoned you, you'll have a spouse or a friend or someone who will abandon you. You know, if you feel like they've done you wrong, you'll keep repeating that lesson with other people until you realize that it, it all falls really back on you. Right. So every seven years, you'll repeat those things more frequently until you learn that you just need to heal it at the source and, and be done with it. Say, and that's no different than money manifestation as well. You know, I've been very fortunate that I only really had one past life where <laughs> my finances were in the crapper. But when I applied that healing to that and then brought it into this life and allowed it to just end, a lot of things shifted in my life. How I approached life changed. How I stepped out of that lack mindset changed. And I could have kept that story going that I can't afford this and I can't do it. But when you actually stop and think about it, for me, like I when I first moved to this one town, I needed $500. And this was before my awakening. I needed money for rent. And I literally went to a New Year's Eve and I won the draw for 500 bucks. So the universe was already at work in play doing these things for me that I had no idea of. And when I finally realized when I, when I stepped into this journey and I did that inner work for myself for the whole year, clearing all this stuff, it was so interesting. I didn't really have a job and I needed to get a job. I only knew daycare and I knew cake baking and I, and I closed all that and did the PI stuff. And then after a while, it was just like, you need to stop that. And so what happened was, once I split, everything divinely lined up. I can't even tell you. The universe was like standing over me when we signed the papers for divorce because everything, and I mean everything, was paid for. I didn't have to worry about a job if I didn't want to. I didn't have to worry about making money. And I just had to reassure myself that everything was going to work out. And I can tell you until the day that all of that stopped, like certain things, I had jobs in place. I was making my own money. I had more than enough to support my kids and everything that they did. And all I truly did was just surrender and let the universe show me. And I'd love to share this because I think this is valuable information. You know, when we go through certain things in our life and we feel like we're at the lowest of low, and if you've never felt that way, you know, I, I feel amazing for you. But if you've ever known what the low is, where it's like, I can't climb out and this sucks big time. Here's what I did to surrender. And surrender to me just means let go of everything and just take it one minute by one minute and let the universe give it to you. I literally sat down and I closed my eyes and I said, this is what I need from you. I said, I'll show up every day and do your work and give you everything that I have. I need my kids to be taken care of. I need all their schooling to be taken care of. I need my vehicles taken care of so I can get to and from whatever job I'm going to have. I need, you know, university and college to, I need my mortgage and my bills. 
And the only thing I didn't ask for was a partner. So I amended that. The next partner husband to come in. The moment I surrendered everything to those words, everything lined up. I have never had to worry a day about anything that I don't choose. And it just becomes more and more, right? I'll sit here and go, okay, well, you want me to open a laser company. I need the money for the laser. Here you go. I need yeah. a truck for said laser company because an SUV, here you go. You know, it's trusting that the universe is just going to provide. If you're in your way, it's a little harder. It's a little muddy for the universe to go, here you go, because you're blocked. Just let go and let let the universe support you in anything and everything that you can deem. Because if I look back on my life, regardless of my mom being sick and dying or my dad leaving or, you know, not being wanted after certain things happened within my family structure, you know, you can feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulder or you can realize that you've been supported since the day you're born and you just have to open that lens to see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to live life than having them support each other. Like my guys support me hundred percent. I just trust them. If they say jump, I literally say how high. There's no point in questioning that because I already know they're there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a lot of what our awakening is, right? We're clearing what's in the way of being able to surrender and being able to keep our hearts open. And that's, it's making me laugh because last night I went out to dinner with some friends and I we stayed out a little long. So like I'm in Costa Rica, the stores don't stay open late in the little town I'm in. So I miss going to the grocery store and I was like, well, crap, I don't have anything to eat right now. I really needed to go to the store. So we found one little store open and literally the only bags they had were the kind you put produce in. And so, you know, me and the two other girls were like walking. And of course, like one of the bags broke, all this stuff's happening. And at that moment, I I didn't like laugh out loud, but internally I was like, oh, it's hilarious. It's showing me that my past self would have taken so much of that personally. I would have been beating myself up. Like I could hear the narrative of what it would have been almost like the timeline was right next to me. Like I could see myself and I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, and some other funny thing, like my dog went to the bathroom in a place where I needed to pick it up and all the bag, you know, the bags were broken. I mean, it was just hilarious. But at the end of the day, I was like, when I got home, I, I was like, I didn't do any of the old, old things I would have done. So I'm just being shown like that for no better term, right? I've leveled up in my responses to things. And to me, that's usually the thing that's keeping us in the way of this thing that we want to manifest. Or we have such a specific way about like, well, it can only happen these two ways. When, you know, my example all the time is like the 3D way of looking for an apartment is like searching, 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 posting, doing all the things. Well, you know, my family is freaking out because December 1st, I have to move. And I'm like, it will come. It'll be fine. And literally, I think my mom has asked me for the last four months if I found an apartment. So 11-11, I found an apartment and someone just a few days before had tagged me and someone had tagged me before, but instead of doing all the research and trying to figure it out, I was like, if someone tags me again or make it obvious if this is the apartment. And then a second person tagged me, um, which is someone that I want to get to know here and show up. The apartment seems great. It's literally where I live, but all the things better, like all the things I've asked for. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take it. 
And so, you know, I'm really like being walked in slowly because I did say with grace, peace and ease to like understanding all this is like how abundance can just show up, you know, and now I'm like, well, it can be faster now. But, um, you know, there's just this beautiful way that like, when we're not all desperate and freaking out about it, right, because that's just going to take you to a different vibration, that it can show up if you don't make it dire. And sometimes it is really dire, but it's like the surrender and the trust is what takes you out of that. So I 100% I'm feeling it every day. Well, it's funny you said like the ease and grace, because I'm like, you guys are just all like 50 million light years fast speed everywhere. Like, yes, like I there is no slow. We don't have that. It's like, (laughs) okay, yeah, it's always a mass. It feels like they're in a rush. And I'm like, for what? (laughs) But that's just how I learn. Like I can channel super quick. And so I understand why. But it's just funny. People are like, do you need to say something? Because people, I'll be in the class. And they're like, do you need to say something? I'm like, I do. <laughs> right. I, like I have a lot it, to it, say. Yeah. It becomes so urgent through them that they need to convey this. Right. And it is all just a channel. Like, you know, when I'm just relaxing on my own, they're still there, but it's, it's, it is just me. But when they're on, it's like, here, say this, here, say this, here, this. And when you have literally like 40 people going, you need to tell them all this. And I'm like, okay, I know. Okay. But tell them now. Right. You'll, you'll understand this too. And some of your viewers might as well. Like when you're in the, when you're walking into a store and like you try to walk and it's like, oh, I'm in front of a wall. I'm not going anywhere. They're like, you need to go back. And I'm like, oh, but later. No, no, no. And it's like, you can't move forward until you go talk to that person. Well, that happens all the time. And I'll just sit there and people will cry from the messages or I'm like, you need to go do like weddings and stuff or makeup. Oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. I'm like, you just need to go and get out of here. So when you give those messages to people, you know, that's the universe guiding you to where you actually need to be in that moment. And it serves a purpose. Like I'm still a little bit shy, believe it or not, um, when I'm in public with people and it's a bigger um, area, I'll tend to not want and they'll push me. Okay, you need to get out of your comfort zone. Before I stepped into any of this, I was extremely shy. I would stare at the ground. I would never look at anybody. So this just helps me to keep that evolving into myself Mm -hmm. that it's if I'm on a stage, I can handle the, you know, 6,000 people in the room as opposed to going, hold on. Right. So Um, the universe always lines us up what we need to experience to be able to understand our emotions and understand that pathway forward for us because we are evolving, right? The body system's changing. We're coming into more truths for ourselves. Do I need to eat that? I don't need to eat that. Do I need to go over here? I do need to go over there. Right. So you're going to start being led in the direction, let the universe lead you. Don't try to be in control and hold yourself back because that just hurts the body system when they're trying to up-level you. I notice it sometimes when I'm doing healing in big groups on TikTok or whatever. I'll be like, okay, your body might start to move. Now let it move because I'm sitting there up against a brick wall going, okay, you guys don't want to move. <laughs> so it's right. allowing the universe to have that dance with you, right? And I love, I love this one thing that kind of circulates on Facebook and TikTok. If this is a male and female or you in the universe, it's this harmonized dance that you don't see right? Because the universe is in the background or it's an imaginary thing that we have to just trust. And the moment it connects, you feel this wholeness and this oneness and this omnipresent. And when you disconnect from it, it feels like something's missing. So it's like, do that harmonized dance with yourself in the universe and just say, show me what this feels like to connect 100% fully and completely with you. And you'll feel it. It feels like a magnet. And you'll never want to let it go when you have that strong, strong connection. Yeah. 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 The click, when it clicks in, 
you know, and sometimes we'll, we'll have that, right. The disconnect, the connect it's when it clicks in, you're just like, yes, I want to stay here. You know, um, I did plant medicine a while ago, about a year ago, and it was just Santa Maria, which is cannabis. But like, essentially I got to experience what it felt like to be out of body and the spirit. And I also got to feel like at one point of it, I could feel half of my body in the 3D and half in the 5D. And then I got to go all the way into 5D. And the only way I could explain it was um, the person I was doing it with, um, we were in it together. So we were experiencing the same thing, which I had never had before. And it was like we were were so confident and sitting on a talk show because we were just talking back and forth, like very, not like serious, but there was no questioning right? There wasn't that part of the mind. And it just felt like very sure and formal. And I was like, that was such a weird experience. And I still remember when I totally like came down, being so disappointed that I couldn't keep any of what I experienced. And I was like, fine, I know I need to create it like here now. Um, But it is it's just it's such when it clicks, and you feel it, and you feel the truth of it. It's just so beautiful. And I think that you know, that's the one thing I love about, you know, getting to be on TikTok and getting to meet people that, you know, maybe we wouldn't meet in our everyday life as easily, like it would take more orchestration. It feels like that that is one of the things that happens on TikTok that we can meet soul family that, you know, like I met you, I have no idea how long it would have taken me to meet you. I mean, I'm sure the universe can orchestrate it, but this just made it so much easier. And it, allows us to see, I think, more of the magic more quickly and believe in it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I waited a really long time to hit that bandwagon. I was on Facebook for a long time just developing that. But I think these platforms are a great way to understand your spirituality as well. And, you know, I, I do state this on TikTok and my other platforms is go where you resonate. Not everything everybody says to you has to resonate. Because everybody's evolving at different rates and different speeds and different energies. So one day something could make sense, the next day not. That's okay. Go where you're guided to go. Go where you feel like you're drawn to go and find that family. I have met so many people on all platforms that truly are connected solely to me. And, you know, we meet people not by chance. And it's not a coincidence. We meet them because we're meant to meet them, to help them, to thrive with them, to stand beside them, to honor them whatever that is, this journey is about raising people up, not cutting people down. So if you're ever in a space where you don't feel like your highest self, don't be there. You know, be where you feel elevated, be where you feel in joy, be where you feel welcome. I I can even state because my mods say this all the time, this is a safe space. And people come in and they're like, oh my God, I am just so in awe of your space and I'm like that's because I don't allow anything else to come in but the love right and we start to hold this different kind of space and energy for people to be themselves and have a shit moment and you know be able to express the tears and you know evolve out of that and be like oh my gosh I feel really good that is our involvement we have to let go of the the space that we've created for emotions and negative stuff to enter our life where we deem it bad and replace it with this is amazing and thank you for that experience and this is the whole involvement of your consciousness and it's coming in fast and furious the more we let go and start to see the illusions the more you'll just step out of those realities altogether and create what you want to manifest before you you know 
weather is dictated by you and nobody else. Your emotions is the weather outside your window, right? How things operate in your life with ease and grace or hardness is all you. So really be conscious around your emotions, how you feel that day, what you project outward. Is it necessary? As long as it reflects back to you, feel free to share it. It's just an involvement, right? When we sit in lack and mistrust and I can't do this, that's why you're going to get more of that. So this is where, you know, that I've seen your posts too. Go where you resonate and start up leveling yourself to be what you want to be. That's all I do. I just stand in myself every day. If, if you tell me to do this, I will go do this. If this is the message, I will share it. You know, and it's not being afraid to speak what you need to speak. Good, bad, or indifferent. There is no difference. It's all needs to be said. Yes. Beautiful. So I think it makes sense at this point to just ask you, what are you illuminating? What are you most excited about illuminating in your life right now? Like, what's the thing that you just like can't sit still about that you're so excited about? Oh, gosh, I got to pick just one. Uh, Everything, really. So I think my biggest thing is this new understanding of how fast we can heal, but also to open up this larger essence of understanding love. Now, the word harness to me can be used in a negative term or a positive term. But for me, the understanding of what we can actually do is growing exponentially like day by day. And the more they show me of the things we truly can do, I'm excited to bring this forward to those next level beings who are ready to bring that in. Because we all know there's something greater. It's understanding that you are that greatness. And I think bringing in this unconditional love and this showing people that this embodiment can take you far beyond where you think you need to be or where you can be, that's the next level. This master creator energy, this, you know, exponential love embodiment and, you know, call call it whatever you want, Yeshua, Jesus, whatever. All those ascended masters energies are all just you anyways, but it's calling it in and harnessing it to use it for good whether it's planetary, whether it's for our, our, you know, furry friends or the the birds, the avian, it's learning how to bring this forward full circle and that anything that you see or read or any of that kind of stuff, it can all be changed. Every single ounce of it can be changed. It's just calling in that energy, right? We can telepathy with any creature you want to, right? It's hidden in plain sight. Just remember that everything is hidden in plain sight is, are they really extinct? Prove it. Is this really happening? Prove it. A lot of people can't can't back up their stories, right? So yeah. ask ask those ask those questions. Question it. You're saying this is happening. Okay, when? Because what I'm finding is the more we evolve, the more we're starting to let go of these the people and those um, stories that don't support where you're at. And I've noticed that mm-hmm. a lot. And I'll start posting it in their comments, like, "Where's your proof that this is happening?" Because I see nothing. You've been claiming since 2021. Ooh, still nothing. So mm-hmm. it's where are you putting your attention? What do you want? Yeah. What is your passion that you want to bring forward to humanity? This is where the involvement starts. Focus on you and let's bring this bigger. Because at the end of the day, the more we start structuring our thoughts and our words outward, not about war, but about, hey, I love this, and this is amazing, and I want to see this, and I want to transpire this into something bigger. That's exactly what will happen, right? Mm-hmm. They're just figuring out now that this whole conscious chart, you know, equals if air vibrating at 300,000, it wakes up 70,000 people. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Fantastic. But if we're not holding that frequency, you're going back to zero. So it's about understanding we've got to evolve and hold it and evolve and hold it and bring forward the masses with us. 
and stop focusing on this illusional stories that no one can support or justify. Because it's interesting at the end of the day, when we start to question it, there is no proof to back it up. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have people who I know who are in military. I asked another lady who actually lives in that same place. I said, oh, did you see our military? She's like, no. They're in a mission over there. Did you see that? No. Oh, this is happening in here. Did you see that? No. So what timeline are you wanting to be on? You want to be in the destruction and this has to break apart and this has to do this? Or, oh, thank you. I'm so grateful they have resolution there. I'm glad they're all at peace. I'm glad the government, you know, what do you want to put out is what's going to come yeah. back. So, right? That's that mirror. What you put out comes back, whether it's the same frequency or tenfold. Right. If it hurt to say it, it's going to hurt much more coming back. So it's starting to stop this mirroring. How about just this? And it's catching that thought process before it becomes the speech that creates more mm -hmm. of that. Right? Yes. Yeah. If you want there to be a World War III, there will be. I don't think we need it. No. We could just say, thanks for the resolve there. I'm grateful that they're at peace. Because our words create a reality. And in my reality, yeah. everything I put out is my outside view. There is zero that's been transpiring of any of this stuff since well before the 2020. So think about that. Next time you go to speak something, is it true? Mm -hmm. Do you know it to be 100% truth? Because you'll feel truth in your body and you'll feel the lie in your body. How does it feel? Mm -hmm. If you don't know it to be true, stop saying it. Well, and I think that that's the other piece that's coming in that I think is an interesting thing when you talk about like spiritual bypassing and being blind to it versus what you're talking about. And I think that that's something that I've been focused on more recently. So it's really amazing. I think I was sending you a little message to bring it up. So, um, so basically it's like, be aware of the stories that maybe that are out there. I'm not saying go watch the news 24 seven, but it's like, we know in a collective, what is being said is happening. And then can you use your frequency and your thoughts and your personal healing? Because it's like, if you're hearing that there's a war out there, then there's one in here. And so it's like, if you can show up in love to yourself and expand that, like what you're saying, then that has to be happening out there, you know, because that's what you're creating. And so, you know, just seeing, I always say you zoom out and look at all the things that are possible to create for the highest good of all. And then that's what we're speaking. Absolutely. I'm going to share this because that ties so nicely into that. So yeah. because I do a lot of Akashic work, I actually had a person come to me and said, I need to know why this relationship with my son isn't working. My son hates me. I said, okay, let's go look at that. Both of them were in the British war. Both of them were on small boats. You know, they would come off the big boat and go into the smaller boats and row to shore. The moment they both landed on shore, they killed fire. So dad killed the son. And I said, this is why your relationship doesn't work. He hates you. So yeah. we healed it and the relationship got better. Uh, because that's, that's, it's because you see it one way, that doesn't mean that's actually how it happened if you weren't there. Right. I've seen so many things where you're like, where's my, where's my uncle's body? I'm like, oh, they got detached from their platoon. He's dead over here. And they just kept on going. Uh -huh. And they're like, what do you mean? That's not how they told us. And I'm like, well, I don't know him. You didn't tell me anything about him. And here's how they're showing it to me. Yeah. I'm only going to tell you what's in there. Right. So for me, when spirit says things like that, we don't always have someone who can line up the story, but I've had other instances where I talked to this beautiful lady 
and her brother committed suicide. And, you know, we were in the middle of this reading and I'm like, here's this mountain. And she's like, mm -hmm. and I said, when he, in his past life, he was part of a native American Indian tribe right on the border, right by this mountain. And I drew a map on a paper. I drew a mountain and I drew a line. Wow. And I said, here's was his tribe. And I said, they got burnt out of their, their home. And he went across and I put an X on the paper at the base of this mountain. And I said, this is where he died. She goes, that's where I buried him. Oh my gosh. In this life, that's exactly where she buried him. And I just sat there and went. That's so crazy. I love when, when those beautiful things are like the synchronicity is so amazing. You, you can't make it, it's their life. I don't know anything about it, right? So this is where that surrender comes in. Mm -hmm. This is where the, it may not make sense in the moment what someone's telling you, but let it, oh, I just want to cry now. Let it play out yeah, and watch, watch what happens because I won't claim to know all the answers because it's, I don't know you and I can still give you the information and you take it however you need it. And I, I literally just had another girl, she's like, you did the Catholic reading for me a year ago and you were spot on. I'm like, okay. Thanks. Like, it's just spirit telling me what you need to know. I don't know you. Yeah. I know you on a soul level, and I see a lot of things on a soul level. But as we evolve, it, more and more information comes together, and it starts to show us this this beautiful harmony between people, like like Amy and myself. Like that instant connection you have with people. It's like, I know you. I need to be with you. Yeah. I, I don't get that very often, but when my soul family comes in, you can feel that resonance. Yeah. And it starts to build. The more people we bring into that soul family and just allow them to feel that safe space, the more it starts to grow and the more your space for love starts to grow for those other people. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes this massive dance with harmony and, and alignment and love. Yes. Yes. I love that. That seems like a really good place for us to like, it felt like a period. Like you were just like, it's love. That's, that's what it is. Is there anything else that you want to share about what you're offering, where we can find you? And of course, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to come to a reading or healing with me, so pureradiantsoul.com or pureradiantsoulacademy.com, you can come check me out on TikTok. I do a ton of free stuff on TikTok for healings and that. So that's under Serafina Zia Sana, Pure Radiant Soul. I have 17,000 followers just so that you don't get lured into the spam accounts on right. that one. I have a lot of stuff coming up for next year, workshops, um, you know, any modalities you want to learn, um, step into or kind of look at. That's all on pureradiantsoul.com in the calendar section. It's just being processed now for next year. Other than that, like I'm always doing stuff and always have stuff on the go. So yeah, please feel free to I check it out. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much more than you'll ever know. And I appreciate this opportunity just to share with you yeah. and your guests and your followers too, because I think you're you're that guiding light that needs to be showcased as well. So just remember to shine Thank your you. light, and all of you shine your light. You all have that bigger purpose here than what you know. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for episode eight of Everyday Illumination podcast. You can find me as the Illuminated Psychologist on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. On Facebook, it is The Illuminated Collective, and you can see my offerings at amylighter.com for anywhere from one-on-one -on -one to groups and retreats. 
And now I offer quantum healing. So it's just one more thing in my toolbox to help you find the root and the challenges or whatever is keeping you from walking your beautiful path to becoming your highest self. So tune in next time to join us and subscribe so you can get notified when a new episode is available. Love you all so much.